one book, a few chapters, and hundreds of pages have led us to this. Adventure, romance, the thrill of a lifetime, a thousand lives that we get to explore. Join me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the By Ashley Danny podcast for week number two of season two. No, yeah, season two. No, season three. Oh my gosh, I'm not paying attention to myself. Season three, episode two. We're talking genres this month. Uh, last week, we talked about contemporary fiction. This week, we are talking about my favorite genre, and that is fantasy and adventure. But before we do that, I have to bring up something that I kind of mentioned last podcast. I talked at the beginning about how I feel like YA literature has been kind of moving away from its formula and that there needs to be some sort of divide or new genre, something in there. Well, I was doing some research later that day and realized, and I can't believe I didn't know this because I love books, but there really is a new genre and it's been around for about five years, four or five years, and it's called New Adult fiction or new adult books or just new adult. So some of the stories that I've been having like struggling with it being in the YA literature like Sarah J. Mass's books or some of the more uh, mature themed books are really actually now considered new adult fiction. So that makes me feel better about life. Now you can still find these books in young adult fiction but in other circles, probably more in the deeper dive circles of reading, they are known as new adults. So that'll be something I'll have to add to talk about in the podcast at some point. So I love learning new things. And yeah, anywho, uh, let's get on with today. So today's genre is like the biggest genre, not just in YA literature, but in literature in general. There's something about fantasy where leaving this world going into a new one with dragons and magic and and um beasts and and all these different things that we don't have in real life just going to a different area just appeals to so many people and and I'm one of them I love young adult fantasy that's what I write that's actually what um We'll talk a little bit later about it, but that's actually the genre I'm trying to kind of break into and what I've been trying to write with my writing goals that I talked about on the last podcast and also on TikTok. If you're not following me on TikTok, go find me at by Ashley Danny, D-A-N-N-I-E, because I post content throughout the week when you're not listening to the podcast. Um... But fantasy and adventure is is huge. Literally, you can shove thrillers, fiction, romance, mystery. Literally, all the other genres can be shoved into fantasy and adventure because it can cover such a wide range of things. So I was doing some research and just seeing what other people said about fantasy and adventure. And I came across this website. It's called magicwriter.co.uk. And they had a young adult fantasy article, and I was reading through it, so we're going to share some of it, because I agree with everything that they're saying. 
and all of this goes to them. Um, I'm going to add some of my own stuff, but like the the themes that I'm about to share with you, I did not come up with them. This article came up with them. Um, and I'll link it in here so you guys can go read it if you want to. So all literature, if you are not aware, all literature has themes to it. No matter what you're reading, whether it is a short story, a poem, um, a dissertation, uh, fiction, nonfiction, newspaper, article. Honestly, even our tweets and our status changes and our videos on TikTok and Reels and everything. Everything has a theme to it. We always have a theme driving any sort of content, any sort of writing, any sort of video, songs, etc. Themes rule our creative world. And with young adult fiction, we should have talked about it week one, but young adult fiction, there's a lot of different themes that you can find within them that go along with the actual real formula that we talked about last week. So I thought it was a good week to talk about them because we do find all of these themes, oh, sorry, I yawned, all of these themes in young adult fiction, they can also be found in others, but we can find them in fiction or in fantasy as well, even though some of these are kind of like real life themes. But the cool thing about fantasy is you can take a real life bad situational theme and put it in a fantasy world and it becomes number one, less gruesome. And number two, it becomes easier to digest and to share and to help young adults understand it in general, uh, which I found interesting. And I feel like as a re if I was a researcher, I'd want to research more into that. But I'm not a researcher. I am an enjoyer of words and uh, writing and reading them. So let's get into this. Magic Writer, thank you so much for these themes. I, I love them and I'm glad to get to share them with everyone right now. So um, first big theme, and we kind of talked about this last week when we talked about the formula of YA literature is coming of age. This theme is huge. This is in every single YA literature book. If it's not in the book, then it is not YA literature because literally every teenager is always coming of age because they're always growing. They're always learning more. They're always taking on more responsibilities and, and having some sort of character growth. If your protagonist, which big word, protagonist is your main character. If your protagonist is not developing or changing and there's they're not what we call in the literature world being a dynamic character, they're not being dynamic and they're staying what we call stagnant or static. Sorry, not stagnant, static, which static is a character who does not change and stays the same the whole time. Then there is something wrong with your story. <laughs> like you can't have a main character that doesn't develop, that doesn't change or doesn't have some sort of realization that moves them along in their age and into their responsibilities and all the different things. So coming of age is a huge theme in all YA literature um, and, and definitely can be found in uh, fantasy. Uh, off the top of my head, Harry Potter is one. Um, Hunger Games, um, Divergent, City of Bones. Those are like the big ones. So those were like big new YA fantasy when I was in high school, middle high school, college, middle school um, era. I know there's other ones now that I don't read all of the new YA fantasy. Ooh, I gotta stop yawning. Sorry. Um, 
But those are the ones that come off the top of my head, and those are well-known because of the movies and whatnot. Uh, so coming of age. Second, school or some sort of training. A training theme. And this, again, Harry Potter is the one that jumps out of my brain right away. Honestly, I think Harry Potter can fit in all of these themes because they are going to school. They're learning magic. They're learning how to take care of themselves and and be able to... Uh, survive and for Harry this is a new and unfamiliar world and that's a part of that theme it's you're you're giving your characters something new and unfamiliar that they have to learn and master to be able to survive or go on the mission or for their job or whatever whatever it may be um another one that I can think of that's one of my favorites is called Graceling she has these powers and she has to learn and train well, no, she's already learned and trained them. Maybe it was fire. I don't know. I got that book wrong. Sorry. But Graceling is a really good book. Just FYI. I'm trying to look back at my bookshelves. These books are more considered middle grades, but they're fantasy, which is the Lightning Thief series. That one would be considered like school training. Um, Eon, E-O-N, would be considered school training. Uh, it's a... Asian uh, themed book with zodiacs and different things like that. Um, not the Zodiac Academy. I know nothing about that book, um, but Eon is is really good. I would recommend it. Uh, so yeah, there's there's that theme, and then of course we got Love and Romance. Ugh, Twilight. That's all I'm gonna say about that. I don't even want to. I don't even want to stay on this topic. Um, but love and romance, there's always some sort of love theme in all these books. There's always love, there's always love interests or boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever. Um, first love, uh, figuring out feelings, all the things. Um, the big one that comes to my mind is always <sighs> Twilight. Uh, but it is in that theme. Um, one of these days I'll do a, a, a dissection of Twilight so I can tell you all the things I don't like about it and why I think the themes go against what we need to be teaching our kids. Um, sorry. I, I'm so sorry. Whoever loves Twilight, I, I, I get it. I loved the first book when I read it. The second book, literally, I threw it into a wall. Like, there was a hole in my bedroom wall because I was so ticked at it. Um, not because Edward left. He can leave all he wants. I don't care. I'm team Jacob. Um, but the fact that he, when he left, she shut down and pretty much the story tells you that she cannot survive without a man. And um, we are women. We are power. We can be independent. We don't need a man. Um, we don't need to survive to be, we don't need a man to survive. Let's put it that way. I can survive without a guy. But do I want companionship? Yes. And that's why I have my boyfriend. Anywho, moving on with life. Uh, the next one is a key component in all YA literature as well, and that's just independence. That one's pretty self-explanatory. Being on their own two feet, adults are kind of written out of the picture or dead or taking a backseat or whatever. We've already talked about that. Moving on. Uh, next theme is dysfunctional families. This is a big one, especially with our broken families or like our blended families. Giving a backdrop of the fantasy plotline, and I love what um, 
Magic Writer article says, uh, to quote them, these themes will often be a backdrop to the fantasy plot, but also allow the teen to resolve or accept their issues or otherwise deal with them with the help of the magical world. That's what I love about fantasy. Fantasy can literally help deal with the mag- deal with real life situations in a magical world. And dysfunctional families is one of them, um, whether it's abusive or disinterested or just broken. There's there's lots of different ones that it can go with. I'm trying to look at my bookshelf over here. Um, there's some dysfunction in Graceling, which I think then bleeds into the later books of Bitter Blue. Um, I don't want to tell you why, so you're just going to have to figure it out yourself. There's some dysfunction in uh, City of Bones series. I mean, lots, lots, lots of dysfunction with um, her father, lies, all all the different things. Um, there's a YA series called, oh goodness, it's almost like its own, it's almost like its own um, Game of Thrones, but... Uh, YA and I can't think of the name and then it's so far away I can't read the name from where I'm sitting but yeah there's a lot of books that that can help with um, dealing with the dysfunctional families Uh, two more Uh, next one is mental health issues so kind of like with dysfunction um, it's contemporary themes such as peer pressure bullying drug abuse depression mental health etc but you can actually put it within you'll see it within a fantasy setting and it can help kids kind of explore that and help them understand it even more um, I feel like mental health peer pressure bullying drug abuse depression I'm trying to think if I have anything on my shelves about that that go in that realm Um, but I don't think I do some of the books on my shelves. I haven't read all the way through. So there is that. I mean, Twilight does deal with depression in the second book. (sighs) Um, you're always going to hear me gag at that. Sorry guys. That's just how it is. Uh, the hollow, which is an older book that's kind of based off of, um, sleepy hollow, uh, deals with some, uh, deals with death. And, and losing friends and, and different things like that. So that is kind of in that realm. But anyways, there's there's other books like that. I just don't have them on my shelves. Last but not least, like one of our favorite things about fantasy is Adventure Quest. Um, I'm going to kind of read what, what Magic Host set, or Magic Writer says. So uh, to quote them, as a counterpart to the character arc, the YA fantasy heroine or or hero will often either fall into adventure or have some kind of goal or quest to complete. They will be assisted on the way by their friends and mentor figures. Why fantasy tends to be strongly plot driven and the plot progression and lessons learned on the way allow teen characters to develop and change by the end of the novel whilst providing an exciting scenario for the reader. I completely agree with all that. That's why I wanted to read it. YA fantasy is very plot driven. So contemporary fiction, I don't know if I talked about this much last week, but it's very character driven. Some a lot of the times you're you're following the characters, you're you're getting in their heads like first person uh, sort of deal where fantasy novels, a lot of the time fantasy novels are going to be third person, um, whether it's third person omniscient, which means uh, the reader knows everyone's thoughts and everything's going on, or a uh, third person, um, omni, 
omnipresent. I can't remember what the other one is, but it's third person where you know everything that's going on around the main character, but you only know what's going on where the character is. So if it's kind of like first person, but you're not in their brain, you're outside of their brain. So if the character is talking to their parents and their parents are fighting, we can hear the conversation and what's going on with the parents. But as soon as that character leaves, we follow them instead of staying and seeing what else is going on. So there's, I got to think of the word of that one. We'll get to it one day when we talk about writing. Um, but it, it is very, it is very plot driven and, and trying to move along to different things. Um, just thinking about, uh, Hunger Games, it's very plot driven. We, we, bleh, sorry, Katniss has to get into the game and we have to go on this adventure with her so she can survive so she can be with her sister. And then we go into the second book where she has to go back in to survive. And it's all about survival and getting through the quest or getting through the, the issue to meet your goal. When it comes to that, I have not really found a plot driven or a character driven fantasy novel. And I think that's why I love them, because I do love plot driven fantasy stories. Um, I don't want to read a character driven fantasy story because we're not really progressing. It's going to feel a little bit more standstill. It's not going to have this big epic thing happen. It's going to be very centered around kind of localized around the character itself instead of everything else that's going on. So, yeah, those are the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven themes that uh, magicwriter.co.uk gave us. I really agree with all of them. There's probably other themes in there, like micro sub themes, um, but I agree that those are the big themes in um, fantasy and adventure. Yeah. So let's see here. Fantasy and adventure, it's such a huge, and this episode is going to be shorter because if I actually try to pull everything apart, it's, we're going to go, we're going to be here for like hours. Um, fantasy and adventure, because it's so big, like the other genres, I was being able to put like the top, top, so many books of this genre and get an actual list of like the top seven, 10 books. I couldn't do that with YA fiction. There's literally, oh, top epic fiction, top regular fan or top epic fantasy, top regular fantasy. Oh, there's this list. Oh, there's this list. There is so much in this genre. There wasn't like a top something. So I went to Goodreads and I just looked at what is being read right now? What is popular right now that people are putting on their Goodreads that they're looking at? Um, I don't know who these people are, what they're by. I don't know what these books are about, but these are the top seven that I've, or the seven, they're not even top. They're just seven that I found. Uh, Anastasia, The Poison Season, A Dawn of Onyx, The Shattered City, The Cruel Prince, Cinderella is Dead, which that one's on my read, my to do, my uh, TBR. And Fable, which is another one that's on my TBR. I love fantasy fairy tale retellings. I think they're so much fun. Like, I have a whole shelf dedicated to them. And those are the recommendations I'm going to give you right now. So my mini library recommendations of the fantasy slash fairy tale retelling list. Um, here are my top four. I have so many more. It was very, very hard to choose. But these are the four I'm going to give you. 
first the splintered series uh i love this series it is a wonder like a alice in wonderland retelling and it is absolutely amazing now i think she at the end of the series kind of Oh, gave us the gooey, happy-go-lucky, everyone's happy ending, which I was a little annoyed about, and we'll talk about when we actually talk about these books. But um, overall, like, other than that, I adore these books. These are some of my favorite ones to read. Second recommendation is called Spelled. It's a twist on all the different fairy tales kind of together, and it's about a girl who something is happening to the fairy tale world, and she is actually like this spoiled princess and is going through and trying to survive. And she's not the typical princess that we see. She's very, very different. And it's very funny. I laugh through the whole book because I know fairy tales so well and I'm very, very big Disney fanatic. So <laughs> this book just makes me laugh. Uh, my third recommendation is Dorothy Must Die series. I've really enjoyed this series. Seeing Dorothy and spoiler alert, spoiler, 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 spoiler. Dorothy is the enemy in these books, and it's fantastic. I just never would have looked at it this way, so it's a great retelling. And then last but not least, one that has been around for so long is The Looking Glass Wars, which is another Wonderland retelling. I love any sort of retelling of Alice in Wonderland. I don't know what my obsession is with it, but I love Alice in Wonderland, especially these types of retellings uh, of it. So those are my four like fantasy fairy tale retelling um, recommendations. Now I want to give you just some fantasy recommendations. Now, I could give you the basics, which is like City of Bones, Harry Potter, Divergent, uh, Hunger Games, Twilight, <laughs> Twilight. Um, uh, what's some other big ones? Um, the Percy Jackson series. I could give you these big, big name ones. Uh, I feel like there's another big one that I'm not saying. Um, I'm not going to say Throne of Glass because that is a new adult um oh uh shadow and bones is another big one right now um especially with the tv series coming out um yeah so i could give you those but i'm not going to so i'm going to give you some obscure ones that you might not have heard of so uh the first one is a standalone it's called princetta princetta and I have not read this book in years, but I know I still, I love it and I will probably love it until the day I die. Um, it is about a princess who ends up on a pirate ship of some sort and there's a whole story behind it and it's not a normal ending that you would think. It actually has this twist ending you don't see coming at the end and it makes you angry, but it makes sense with the story. And you need to read it. It is so good. Uh, second one is the Awakening Trilogy. This is a almost kind of like a magical realism, but I'm going to put it in the fantasy realm. Um, I don't know how to describe this book without giving it away, but it's about a teenage girl who finds out she has these abilities and then she gets put with these other teens who have these abilities and there's a whole storyline behind it, but it's really good. So go check it out. Uh, third recommendation is the Graceling. Uh, it's now a series. It used to be a trilogy. Now it's a series. It's like Graceling Fire, Graceling and then Fire and then Bitter Blue. And then they added a fourth one called Winter Keep. And I love these books. Uh, Graceling 
Graceling, Bitter Blue, and Winter Keep are kind of more... Well, I haven't read Winter Keep yet. It's on my to-do list. Um, but Graceling and Bitter Blue before Winter Keep came in were kind of separate or kind of like they work together. But Fire in the Middle is kind of random. But Fire is actually my favorite in the center. Um, hopefully Winter Keep kind of brings them all together. But we'll see when I read it. Uh, and then my last... Uh, obscure kind of fantasy recommendation is called the Winner's Crime Trilogy. Uh, this it's about this girl who somehow helps this criminal live, or I I can't remember, but I know I loved it, and it I need to reread them, um, because I've only read the first two books and I have the third sitting on my shelf, uh. But it is really good and it is in their kind of own little world and she has like a bunch of obstacles she has to face, especially with this criminal that she now has to deal with. Um, so those are my those are my four recommendations. Princetta, the Awakening Trilogy, Graceling Series and the Winner's Crime Trilogy. Um, that's where um, I'm, I'm wanting you to go. But normally, my recommendations that I, well, not normally, this is only the second episode, but last week I told you that the ones I recommended were going to break apart in February each week. Um, we are not doing that with this because I gave you eight books and within each one has like two or three, four, five, six books within it. So I honestly don't know what we're going to break apart in March when it comes to our fantasy and adventure month. Um, if you have certain book that you want me to dissect and go into and talk about when it comes to their writing style and different things like that, let me know. I would love recommendations. Um, I'm probably going to do Princetta because I just love the book so much. Um, so get it and read it before we, we go into it. Um, but I don't know what the other weeks are going to be because I thought about doing Graceling, but Graceling is a four book series and I want to actually break down each book each week. So take a week to do Graceling, take a week to do Fire and, and so on. Um, and I don't want to do that in March right away. I want to do a little bit of a variety. So I'm not sure. I, I can probably, I'm 80% sure we're going to do Princetta, but the other four weeks, because there's five weeks in March, I have no clue what we're going to be breaking apart. So you're just going to have to stay tuned and, and find out because I, Ashley, Ashley had no clue. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I do not know. Um, so <laughs> yeah, um, last thing I want to talk about today uh, before we kind of wrap up is my story. I kind of alluded that I am writing a fantasy and adventure story. Um, this is not my first fantasy and adventure novel that I'm writing. There is a novel that I actually, a novel and a half, um, that I wrote for just me and my best friend, Sammy. So if you have, I haven't mentioned it in this episode, but me and her have a Disney podcast called the Pixie Dust Twins. And we are huge Disney fanatics, like absolutely love it, Disney. Well, when we were walking around Disney one day, um, we were at, at the time, no, it was actually Hollywood Studios at the time. I still call it MGM, but we were at the Hollywood Studios. We were walking around the streets of America, which are no longer there. Oh, rest in peace. Uh, and I looked at her and I said, hey, if this was all real, if we could actually like if Disney was real, what park would we live in? Like, what park would you live in? And she's like, honest. And she told me she's like, honestly, I live in one of the houses on San Francisco 
Boulevard, which was um, one of the streets of America. And uh, they're like the beautiful 101 Dalmatian homes. And then I'm like, that makes sense. Because honestly, I would want to stay in one of like these small little dinky apartments on New York Avenue up above these shops on the streets of America. So we talked about this and I went home that night and I'm like, that would be a fun story. So I actually have a full novel. Um, I called it the dream. I called it Dream Warriors. And it's about me and Sammy uh, going through this adventure of the Disney parks being real. So I've written fantasy stuff. I just won't ever get it published because it's considered fan fiction. And I unless dis unless I somehow get uh, Disney's ear, um, I don't know if I ever want to present it because it's just kind of mine. Um, but this one I actually want to do something with. And right now the working title is called Moon Drifter. And it's like a dyst. It's not even a dystopia. Dystopia. Well, I guess it would be considered dystopia because it's in the future. Some disasters have happened where the world has changed. But instead of the world, and this is all I'm going to give you, instead of when these disasters happen, instead of the world falling apart and deteriorating and just becoming this like horrible, horrible mess um, where all dystopia books seem to go, um, my dystopia is when these horrible, horrible things happen, magic actually returns to the world. And you come to learn and find out that like the the stories, the quote unquote fantasy stories of King Arthur and Guinevere and, and Merlin were actually real. They were actually real people in our history. Um, but it faded when magic faded. And then when the stuff happens, um, Magic comes back into the world and it's going to follow. Honestly, it might even be a new adult book because it's going to follow my main character who's 21 years old, but she's learning new things. So, you know, um, who knows? We'll figure it out once we get there. I still haven't finished writing it. I'm still writing it. I'm kind of redoing it. So I'm really excited about that and kind of sharing my process with you on that. So fantasy and adventure has a really big, um, kind of a uh, place in my heart. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'm excited. Anywho, uh, before we finish out and let you know what we're doing next week, uh, I want you to hear this, well, this commercial. So listen up. Hey guys, it's Ashley and Sammy from the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. If you love Disney and love listening to best friends talk about their Disney obsession, you should come join the fun on our weekly show. We talk about everything from Disney books and movies to everything going on at Walt Disney World. We have been besties for more than 20 years and we both grew up with similar but different Disney experiences. And now we want to share our stories and adventures with you. Make sure you check out LimitlessBroadcasting.com or tune in wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We'll see you at the second star to the right. Seriously, if you love Disney, please, please, please come check us out. We have been doing the podcast for almost three years now, so we finally got into our groove, and we just really love it. We love talking about all things Disney, all things um, parks and movies, and yeah, it's just so, so much fun. Um so let's go ahead and wrap up. Uh, friends, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a blast. Uh, next week, we are going to be talking mystery, the thriller uh, genre.
And I am so excited for that because I have some great books that I get to share with you there too and something else we get to dive into together. So until then, uh, pick up a good book. I hope you enjoyed your adventure with me, Ashley Danny. And join me next week as we dive into another story that can help you escape reality, if only for a moment. Bye.